Hello, and welcome to Things We're Too Lazy to Blog About. I am Amanda Lauren, and I am with my co-host and three <laughs> other people. Babies! Hi! Hey, hey, hey! We, I have Amelia Ray here, and our other mama has her baby, too. It's, like, so cute! <laughs> and I just disabled her mic. But we're going to keep recording anyway. You know why? That's life. Because that's life. That's what we have to do. We are back with Chanel Kenner who was one of our you were on last year maybe it was the year she before was like one, I was one, year. one of the one first guys she's like the OGs that's yeah. right she's yeah. one of the OGs she now has her own podcast yes, she, she was inspired by us so we're sorry about that <laughs> um, and we are here to talk about food that is definitely going to screw up the sound what? I am trying the the tap it's oh. so funny because <laughs> I am producing another podcast for with Jen which you guys probably Probably heard in the episode with Jen Cohen, and she is like a legit sound person. And I've learned all these things about sound, so now I get to be OCD about them. <laughs> Hashtag good times. <laughs> well, anyways, we are introducing Melkana. We're so excited. She's we're here so person. happy you're here. Thank you for schlepping out. It's, it's actually not that far. I know you're in the valley. It's not really that far. <laughs> And we're so excited to have you on and talk all things wellness and good eating. You're like we want to talk about so. food. Yes. Because you are passionate I, about food. I love, well, nutrition, really, but food, yes. I love food. <laughs> <laughs> they go hand in hand. Yes, for sure. Yeah, so we just want to, like, dive right in. Like, we, we just want you to, of course, for our listeners that don't know you, you should go and find her and check her out. She'll, of course, plug herself at the end and we'll have in the show notes. But go ahead and further introduce yourself. And, but what you know, do you us, do? Yeah. Um, so I, I, right now I'm doing a lot of things. I feel like I'm a professional plate spinner. Um, <laughs> Better than being a well, sign spinner. <laughs> that is, that is true. But you know, I, I wouldn't write that off yet. Um, so I am a full-time mom to <laughs> my daughter, Sophie, who is, yeah, and she's exactly like 10 days younger well, I think, than Amelia. I so they are chasing each other right now. Yes, they are. They're like little besties. It's adorable. Um, and then I'm also a, uh, a nutrition coach. I am a certified nutritionist and I, uh, and I'm in school for, uh, dietetics, which is clinical nutrition. So I'm on a path to become a registered dietitian when I'm done with a million science classes. <laughs> Amazing. That's dot, dot, dot. <laughs> So I thought we would open up talking because we're going to post this today or possibly tomorrow. I think we should probably post it today. Sure. About something. There was an article that came out that was really disturbing. And we're going to talk about it, which is that Beyonce and Jay-Z want to start a vegan revolution. Because when I'm looking for nutritional advice, now I don't know about you two, I'm like, what is Beyonce doing? Because <laughs> she already has a body that's so good, it doesn't make me feel bad about myself. And her life is so awesome, it doesn't make me feel inferior in comparison. So now that I can't eat like her... I don't know, feeling pretty shitty. But what she's doing is she's partnering with the Green Print Project to give away 30 years of tickets to concerts featuring herself and her rapper husband. Um, click the link. So basically, if you decide to go meatless or go vegan or try this product, you'll be entered to win tickets for life to promote veganism. 
I mean, I, honestly, when I read that article, I actually thought it was a joke. Sadly, it's not. Like, it's like, it's not a joke, Ellie. Like, it's just like, a, like, like, like you got punked. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. It's I have I have major issues with this for a number of reasons. First of all, celebrities they're making money off of this. Of course. So are. it's uh, so it's totally an incentive that benefits. Hashtag them. ad. Um, it's. It's not something that, okay, so yeah, they probably are living this lifestyle, but what they don't tell you is that they have a team of people that keeps them accountable. They have trainers, they have nutritionists, dietitians they work with, they have pe- private chefs making them food. So it, is it possible to be sustainably vegan um, if it's not, you know, for her, for ethical, religious, whatever reasons? Absolutely. When you have like a parade of people championing you but for someone to just become vegan without any it seems like a lot of real fucking reason work. it's it so this is what i like to work. say being mostly plant-based is ideal you want to eat mostly plants things that come from the ground or right. trees right. vegetarian not paleo not you know removing labels just eat real right, food. the buzzwords yeah, yeah yeah and um and, you know and limiting processed foods and these things so that's where vegan a vegan diet gets it right. But this idea that someone needs to, you know, live very restrictively without being educated on, you know, vitamin deficiencies that you get when you're vegan, B12, because you're not eating animal protein. I mean, the list goes on. It's sure. like, there has to be a why. And I, I always say to someone like, why are you doing this? If it's to lose weight or to try to win, t- you know. That's not a reason to do something. If it's because you are concerned about, you know, methane in the air, you're concerned about the way animals are treated. Okay, those are valid reasons. Absolutely. But it just seems like it's, really yeah. nuts. It just seems like nuts. Like, yeah. basically, this is someone telling you if you have a certain diet, you could win. Like, it's just like when you really get down to it. There's something, like, really dark kind of behind that, I feel like. The motivation isn't... Is wrong. Right. And I could see, like... I mean, look, I'm so sick of hearing about keto and paleo. I'm so sick of, like, hearing about this because I feel like people do lose a lot of weight. Or I guess if you're training to do something specific. Right. But this seems like... It just seems like they're a not lot. sustainable. And the one thing no, that they never talk about sustainable. They right. don't ever talk about, you know, and Whole30 is a big one. I get this a lot in my business. People message me like I did a Whole30 and didn't lose a pound. I'm like, well, what do you do after those 30 days? Right. So you lose 10 pounds sure. or whatever it is. Then what? Right. As I pop a bullet. So it's <laughs> <laughs> if anyone wants one. Oh, um, thank you. Good. Um, so yeah, it's it's like what's what's the next so if it isn't sustainable if it isn't if there isn't a reason that you're doing it that's really you know intentional and about health and about trying to like be your best the best version of you it just yeah keto all of these things I mean I could really dive into them but I think it would take (laughs) another podcast (laughs) I feel like restricting any one thing makes you eat less so you lose weight I mean there's more to it than that but yeah I mean it it does kind of come down to calorie you know calories in versus calories out um there's a thing that I've seen going around that you know what do all of these diets have in common they're all like calorie restriction in disguise and that it is kind of true even if you're not tallying if you're removing a food group you're removing food that you would normally eat 
So you're eating less calories than you normally would. Now, how long is that going to last for you? I mean, I have some theories on why we weigh what we do and, you know, based on research that I've done. Sure. But it's, it's removing food groups. It's what do you do when you go to a restaurant and you have to be that. I, I You're just, that person. I never, I never want to be that person. I know I'm not alone in feeling like alienated if I'm not like at times when I have, you know, been more like not eating rice or whatever I'm excluding because at the time that's what I thought. That's where I thought the science was. Um, I've become much more balanced with it now because I know that. You know, you need to be able to go out with friends and have a healthy social life. If you're not like being social and like having those things in balance too, what good is it that you eat like no grains? Who cares? Well, okay. (laughs) This is what I think it is. I think in cities like Los Angeles and New York, and I haven't lived in any other major cities. DC, I would say probably. And probably most major cities, you can be a vegetarian or a vegan and like go to a restaurant and eat a meal. Like there's something for you. I would say definitely vegetarian, maybe not vegan. Right, right. But every restaurant, maybe not King Spaka, which is like, (laughs) which is like, if you don't know what that is, it's like a whole meat restaurant. Okay. (laughs) Right. Other than that place, like, you can go anywhere and get something vegetarian. And frankly, I feel like you could go any place in L.A. and get something healthy or healthy enough other than, like, McDonald's. Even in and out though, you right. know, protein style, which is for, not that for bad sure. for you. And yeah. You bring up a really good point that I think, yeah, L.A. and New York and other big cities definitely. Well, they're on that track. Yeah, yeah. They, they have, like, and gluten-free. Like, don't even get me started. <laughs> but um, I prefer free gluten. <laughs> Free the gluten. Like, I, I eat all of it. <laughs> I had a part of a baguette. Yes, I was having breakfast at Petit Hermitage, like a business breakfast thing. Okay. And it's so pretty. It's it so cute. Fancy it is. It's, it's so fancy. It is so fancy. And by, by the way, they don't validate your parking. Yeah, and I not. find that so offensive. <laughs> um, but anyway, oh, Sophie. She loves we have the ba- We have the babies out, and I am not a mom, but I'm always, like, nervous that kids are going to get into things. Yeah. Like, five minutes ago, she was basically choking she on was who knows choking what. On I, I think she was just choking on air, but, you know. So, so was a mom scared. I have, mom scared. I have my eyes on, on the babies. There, there are three people. We're almost outnumbered. Yes. Like, very close to very being close. outnumbered. But um, I had part of a baguette. Like, I had, like, it was, like, two pieces of baguette. I had, like, one small piece. And I have to tell you, because I don't eat bread that often, except when I'm sick, then I like an English muffin. Love an English muffin when I'm sick. Um, It was so much better because it's just not, it's just such a treat. Like, I really enjoyed it more and I savored it. And it's not like I'm on some, like, bread-restricted diet. I just don't really keep it in the house. Yeah, I get that. But there's nothing also, because, like, my husband doesn't eat carbs, so, like, I don't want to leave. And he has, like, issues with his weight. So, like, I'm not going to have things in the house that will tempt him but I do have a bag of English muffins frozen in the freezer because I know he won't eat them because it requires me to microwave it's them too before much effort. I toast them. <laughs> it's so much that is a good way of keeping it you know it's so much effort especially if I'm sick I think it is it is important to keep your home your sanctuary that's what I always say because you want it to be a place that you know you have good things that are nourishing you that are what you really need to like thrive 
leave the treats for outside of the home. You look forward to it. You're so much, much less inclined to just sit in front of the TV mindlessly chomping on something. It's intentional. And so I wouldn't say like, I do say that I kind of follow intuitive eating, but I think I'm more intentional eating. Know why you're doing something. You want an ice cream, go out and have it. You're not going to like sit there and eat a whole tub of ice cream. If you're having a cone oh. out in public, but sitting in front of the TV and you're, you know, you're watching your favorite well, show, you look down and you're like, oh my gosh, I just ate. I've never thing. done that because I don't eat out of the pint. Oh, girl, like, you haven't been pregnant yet. <laughs> Wait, when you have a kid, you're like, no, but it's you, very easy. <laughs> or people do that with Halo Top, but I'm not a fan of fake. Well, okay. There is one fake food that I do eat. Literally one, which is I like the skinny cow ice cream. Those are cones, delicious. But I don't feel like they're that. I feel like they're not the worst thing. Um, they're they're a much healthier option than a lot of things out there. And they, you know, if you like it and it tastes good, it tastes it like good have enough. To be like you know, oh we, don't, we just don't. I don't think we need everything to be health washed. It doesn't like we don't need everything. Like pretzels are fine. You don't need to get the pretzels that are some you know no carb pale like yeah why have pretzels well I like to have I like to have a little treat every night I grew up eating dessert I also like these Yasso Greek yogurt bars they're like a hundred calories and it's like mint chocolate chip mm-hmm. and it's not that bad can we shut off I'm when I have a kid I'm gonna be like if you get my child a sound with toys like yeah. a toy with sound I love you but I'm telling you I know. now you're not a mom you don't <laughs> no I know like, it makes them happy and like when you're ready to rip your hair out because you've had a you long know what's really baby, weird though like you don't want to be distracting I never liked like toys with sounds when I was well a then kid. I hope you manifest that with your and kid. wait not only that <laughs> hated kids music as a kid like really, really or found you're gonna it. get your karma and your child's gonna love all this <laughs> no like I I hated yeah, it like your dad's like, gonna be like music mom I music music totally changed the subject but I like would listen to Raffi in school and I'd be like this is really lame like that's what I would think like See, and I love this music. is bad no I, I liked grown-up music like I was not into kids I, I stuff. played it all for her because because like sometimes yeah. you know I need her to just be kind of like changing her if she's like upset and need to distract of her. You change oh, her. But a lot of times, like we listen to a lot of Lana Del Rey. I love it. It's, it's that like no, I don't know what it is about her voice, but Sophie just loves it. It like calms her down. It is very. They're she's a very, very out of big voice. deal right now. They're like <laughs> we have like a big deal. But uh, but yeah, no. This morning, like to get through my, I'm really like on that this Tracy Anderson kick. Uh-huh. By the way, if you guys have the YouTube like subscription and you don't have all the commercials and stuff, like people post videos for free all the time. Really? Like, Wait, is I do it, all of her workouts, but for no money on YouTube. What it's like? What ten dollars a month or something? I think that's what it is. I mean, I need we need it for my husband's work, but. Um, no, it's like a tax. Yeah, I'm like, like I stuck her in her baby jail, which is like this gated area, and she's like has a all these musical, And I just put music on, and I'm like, "There, you entertain yourself." I got through a 40 minute exercise. Exactly. 40 minutes so, of. Should I just do an hour do. long? Like, should I? <laughs> this is my problem. And I with, swear I would never do it, but it's the only way no, I can ever like, get like just, anything done. Right. It's like be both of us being new moms. Like we have so many other things we're working on. It's like, of course, we pay attention to the babies. But sometimes you also need a break, or you need then to be focused on something other than you. So it's like, here's your distraction. Everyone has different ways to distract. So 
Hence the musical toys. If you notice, though, I did run no, and I grab know. them so they wouldn't turn them on too long. So you're no, welcome. I know, I know. Thank you. <laughs> I was chasing. You know, sorry guys. Real this life, is but- not our best episode for sound. Just like a heads up, but yeah. whatever. Sorry, We're not good at sound. If you don't mind, uh, the babies in the background there playing. But this is gr- this is premium content. In yes. in the words of Jackie Ashry, <laughs> but um, it is premium content. Jackie, no problem. I love yeah. Jackie. I know you. I always see you like her Instagram. I'm obsessed with them. I yeah, love the toast. I, um, I'm, I have to, can I make a confession? Yeah. So after we were talking about like mom boobs and how sad they are, I know this isn't nutrition related, but kind of, uh-huh. um, I'm like so jealous of her boobs. I just want. Ja- really? I think oh, like when I. Boobs. I've never like looked so at when her I boobs. Them, now I have to look at her boobs. Her. I'm going to say this is, this is my want. boobs. She's a red, a natural redhead. Yeah. I know. She's pretty. Somewhere in her all of this good boobs. Yeah. Hair dye. I'm a redhead. She's so New York. That's what I like about her. But, um, but yeah, so as I'm talking about health and wellness and then I also, you're right. She does have good jobs someday. Um, yeah, they're just, they're very sad right now from breastfeeding. (laughs) It's all right though. She does have really amazing boobs. Yeah. Like it's, I don't know what it is. And my boobs are like still filled up and ginormous and still breastfeeding, but well, stay tuned to find out how they deflate. (laughs) Oh my god mom like it's all about you know it's all about the right bra totally I feel like that's too I feel like that's everyone though yeah. but especially when you've got like a whole situation no I know <laughs> like you can fake it so well with a good bra oh, I feel for like sure. certain I got I got these great sports bras from Target now mm-hmm. love not Target. sponsored by Target mm-hmm. I just love Maybe- that's where I live. <laughs> but I get these like padded sports bras and I'm like, you would never I know that I went bras. down like a cup size since having her. Like, Wait, are they champion? Um, I don't are know. They, what, I find don't out what, I need what new are. sports bras and I know I'm like. My the, jam with sports bras right now is Fabletics. I really like them. They are good too. They, like, I just like to give so much support I and I like that they have the medium and like high support. So like you can kind of decide what's better for and you. And you can wear it as a regular like bra. Like when you're, yes, like when I was exactly. breastfeeding, all I could do yes. is wear sports bras totally. because my regular bras were so uncomfortable. Same. I know. It's like you have no choice. Um, I do not. I've never breastfed and I, <laughs> I always wear sports. I think I'm wearing a sports bra right now. Yeah. I was like, you pretty much live in sports I, I live in sports they're, bras they're because they're so I'm actually comfortable. wearing like a big girl bra today. Are you? Yeah, I was like, I think I'm wearing, I'm wearing a big girl. I hate wearing a regular bra. I prefer a sports bra, but I was We're going, all like pulling our shirts down. Actually, it's so wet. What is my favorite? Actually, I have to order some stuff from Athleta later today. So yeah, maybe I'll order a bra. Their Wait, stuff is wanna, so comfortable. I want to circle back because I was chasing the baby. So you were talking about like actual intentional eating. Yeah. Like, so can you speak more to that? I love how you just did. That was perfect. That I'm going to shut up. Thing. That was the perfect segue. <laughs> um, so with intentional eating, so as opposed to like intuitive eating, um, can, you know, it can be a little complicated sometimes for people when they get too in the weeds of what they should be doing versus shouldn't. And like, well, if I, if I want the donut, then I should just have it because that's what my intuition is telling me. You can easily take that like sure. to extremes. Yeah. Um, so with intentional, it's, it's, Knowing that, okay, I'm having my smoothie now. I know I'm going out to dinner later, probably with my family. I'm going to want a glass of wine. Yeah. It's not like planning my day around that, but knowing like if I'm going to have wine, I need to eat really, really well during the day to ensure that I'm getting all the nutrients in because I know what wine is going to do to me. It's going to deplete, you know, some of my nutrient absorption. It's going to reduce that. Right. So it's more of when I say intentional, it's going into something with a purpose and knowing I'm doing this because I need this Mm -hmm. and anything else I do is just fun. (laughs) 
but being intentional with fun too. It's just, I, I just don't like this idea of like having anything you want all the time. There has to be a balance to it. I agree. I feel like there has to be some sort of like limit and plan. It's right. like not that hard to, okay, I'm going to have like a heavy dinner, have a salad for lunch. Like, I feel like everyone makes it like eating healthy is so hard. Right. And I feel like that's just an excuse because like you don't want to eat healthy. Right. Well, right. Or you've been in this very like yo-yo dieting yes. mentality of yes. like restrict reward where yeah. healthy has been, has such a negative connotation in people's mind of like, you know, I always think it's funny when I'm, if I'm out eating a salad or something and someone says like, oh, that's why you're skinny or that's why you're, and it's like, go fuck yourself. No, right. I'm. Right. I'm eating a salad because it's good for yeah, me. Yeah, I'm choosing. And I like that you talk about that intentional eating because I think that it goes back to just in general when you like set intentions in your life and what you're trying to do. It's the same idea with eating. It's like, well, I'm setting intent to do these things today, but like if I have a donut or a cheese of a cookie, like it's not the end of the world. And I agree with you. Like I appreciate you saying that because I think so many people, especially on social media, celebrities, everything, it's like you must follow this. This is right. the buzzword. This is the trend. This is that. So I love like you coming from a science perspective and nutrition perspective perspective can say like yeah it's great you should eat healthy and like these are your options this is what's in front of you but at the same time if you choose to go for that donut you want that glass of wine don't beat yourself up over it like right. it's okay and then you can get back to like your normal whatever it is that your routine is and don't feel like you have to be in this place and I feel like even me I'm guilty of sometimes being in this yo-yo situation because you do look at something and you're like okay I can follow that and then all of a sudden it's over and you're like well now what do I do and then you're all over the place. And then, then you're almost like back to square one because you're so yo-yo that you don't even know where up is up and up, down is down. Right. So I like that you talk about that and say, like, that's that's a good way to look at it because I think that a lot of people, especially going back to what we were saying with Beyonce and celebrities, it's like, here's what you should follow. Here's what you should do. And then you'll maybe look like me and chances are bullshit. No, you won't. Right. And then people get really frustrated. And I think, and that's the hard part is people get frustrated if they can't stick to it or yes, they don't get the result that they want. Raising my hand. You know, if you set a goal for yourself, like I'm going to look like Beyonce or I'm going to like have a six pack or whatever. And after 30 days, you don't have that, which first of all, it's not a realistic time frame. Yeah. I was going to say and like 30 days, like three and, years. And there's a lot to be said about, you know, honoring our set weight point. I talk a lot about this. It's, um, it's been proven, um, through a lot of research that we kind of have to look at our historical weight. Like if you're setting an expectation that you're going to just be skinny and you've like never been like thin in your life, that's not realistic. Now, if you're going to, if you say 10 years ago, I, you know, as an adult was this body type and now I'm not that, okay, maybe it's realistic for you to get back to that other way, but you're not going to get there in 30 days. You're not going to get there by doing some like skinny tummy tea or whatever, or like doing vegan. You're going to do that by committing to a lifestyle for an extended period of time. It's, I agree. It's totally a lifestyle choice. The same way being unhealthy is like, if you're eating fast food, if you're like getting your dinner at a drive through, I feel like that's a lifestyle choice. Absolutely. You're choosing to eat fast food. If you like meal prep, which I rarely do. um, Meal prep gives me anxiety. I'm just like, I really feel like I should do it because it would involve less cleaning for me, but I just, I'm not, I'm not that together of a person to to do that. Anxiety to try to do it. Like I've tried like with little things and I'm like, nope. This is not for me. This is just not my lifestyle. And it's, I think it's important to acknowledge that and to figure out, and this is why there can't be like a one size fits all approach Mm -hmm. because you have to be realistic about what you can do. If you are, you know, and I see a lot of this with busy professionals, 
the idea of meal prep, like it's nice, but if you're, you know, your weekend is spent doing a million things because during the week you're working so much and so on the weekend, you're trying to have a social life. Are you really going to dedicate like two hours to meal prep on a nope. Sunday? <laughs> no, nope. you, you know, not me anyway. No, maybe like, it's something you can create for yourself, but if it's something that creates more stress in your life, then that is like the opposite of really living in that healthy and balanced way. So it's figuring out, okay, how do I, I like in and out, how do I go there? And like Amanda said, maybe get protein, the protein yeah. style. Or a small the, french fries. <laughs> you want to have a french, I love french fries. Oh, or like, it's like, it's like picking and choosing your extra. Like if you want french fries, have that. If you want a milkshake, you know, maybe once in a while, it's okay to have that. Doing that every day is not balanced, but you know, it's, you have to be able to figure out how to fit health into your life wherever you are and in any situation. Otherwise it becomes this really like cumbersome thing of like stress and anxiety. And, and that's where I see a lot of people at when they like, don't, they come to this point of like inertia. Like I can't make a decision because there are too many things. Yes. It's the DSW shoe warehouse of life. <laughs> I once tried to, to put that. No, it's like I once went in there to buy flip flops cause I needed flip flops. It's not like my regular go-to, but like I was at a strip mall with yeah. one. I'm like, I need flip flops. Let me, let me stop into DSW. And I'm like, I don't think I can do this <laughs> because I don't want a hundred choices. I want like 10 good choices. And I don't think anyone needs, I think like that can get really overwhelming for anything. That's why I feel like everything curated is in right now (laughs) because I feel like our brains don't want to choose from a thousand things, whether it's socks, whether it's food, whether it's whatever, you know, choices. Like I I just, just show me 10 good things. Right. Like I don't need a hundred things, but like my husband, for example, is really good at making roasted chicken and it's really easy and he'll do like a few at once. And then we'll eat it for a few days and then I'll have like, I'll have some for dinner. And then the next day I'll cut it up into a salad. Right. Like it's not, I mean, there's like, I guess like that would be our level of meal prep. And that's, you know, that's all you really need. It's just, it's making the hardest part of it, like whatever cooks a long time or whatever that is, whether it's meal prep or whatever that difficult thing is, if you break it down into smaller parts, you know, if like maybe you start out with baking chicken and then you're like, okay, next week I'm going to try to chop veggies and have that all ready to go. It's like, I think you have to But it does literally one. take two seconds to chop veggies. I mean, it, <laughs> it does, but like it's the idea of it that can yeah. be stressful. Yes. But I think it's I, like, I echo you that. have to my anxiety start with one, like start with one thing. I think, right. and this is my big issue with like New Year's resolutions. Now we're in February. Like how many people have probably, who are listening to this, yep. have yeah. fallen off yep. there. That's why, you yeah. have That's why I don't do New Year's resolutions. It's like... Set one goal for the year. Yes. And then figure out steps to take to, to achieve that goal. Yeah. But like one thing. Right. We can't do 20 things at once. Absolutely. We're never going to succeed at all of those things. Yeah. So. And I, I, I appreciate you saying that because Amanda and I spoke at length on a lot of our beginning podcasts for this year. Because we just about, did a lot of solo episodes because yeah. we were busy. Yeah. And we talked a lot about setting intentions. And I told Amanda, I said, for me, especially being a new mom and everything I'm trying to do, the idea of resolution actually makes me have like a full-blown panic attack. Right. So I, I had to really say to myself like, okay, what are the intentions? and say I'm going to set intentions of what I want to do certain days things that I want to accomplish by certain months things that I want to get done before the end of the year and like really feel like I'm in that space so that I know like I'm you know actually going to complete them hopefully right and I'm not going to be in a place like you just said where you're like oops I didn't even complete the resolution nor am I even trying to pretend that I'm doing that right now and it's already February and then it's you know 
once you get to February or whatever month, then it's like, okay, screw it. Yeah. And it's that all or nothing mentality as opposed to like setting realistic like goals and intentions for yourself. I love that intention mm-hmm. idea because that's something that's like achievable. Yes, exactly. And it makes you not feel like when you wake up, oh my God, like a million things am I going to do? It's like, I really have to, for me, it's really helped me because now when I wake up each morning, it's like, I set the intention. These are the things I want to work on today. I'm going to work on the podcast promotion. I'm going to work on this for my social media. I'm going to create content and I'm going to do this and this. And if everything doesn't get done, I don't get that's nuts okay. on myself. It's like, like, it's okay. Like, that's what we've talked about. It's like, it's okay. You set the intention. These are things you're trying to do. It's impossible and then you go to the next thing. to do everything. Exactly. Also, sometimes it's really good to know that I learned like yesterday. So I had to write an article for Forbes in an hour and a half. Okay, like which is a very short amount of time to write an article, like ridiculous. And, and I those had all, are like long articles. Too. This one was not long. This one was maybe six. It was like six hundred eighty-six words. It was a shorter one. And I was like, it was very. I woke up at five forty-five, and you know, I woke up at like five thirty. Got to working by five forty-five, and was really just like. And it was like seven. I had to start getting ready around eight thirty, and I'm like. I don't think I can do this. And I'm like, well, that's defeatist attitude. I can do this. I'm going to do this. And I did it. I did have my mom proofread it because my mom was my dad's assistant. And sometimes yeah. she proofreads my stuff. That's fine. I, sometimes I have Ethan proofread stuff because I'm terrible. I, I still screwed up a date on the Like my editor was like, uh, it's 2019. Like, oops. <laughs> But they, but anyway, I did it. I pushed myself and the company liked it so much. They're actually like paying to promote it on their social media. Like they're boosting posts about it and tagging me in Forbes. And I was like really excited because I'm like, okay, if they liked it, then like I did my job in an hour and a half. Like I was maybe overly proud of myself, but it's hard when I have to get up that early. And like, I got home last night at like eight o'clock ish from work. So I worked from like five 45. I did have a breakfast, but like still work from five 45 AM. And I got ready in half an hour to like, like I said, I got home at like 8 PM and those are hard days. And like, definitely, you know what? It's sometimes though, if you do push yourself or you're like, no, I can get it done. Like there's a difference, I think, between being hard on yourself and feeling shitty and just letting like that voice of positivity, like you can do it. And by the way, I wasn't going to be mad at myself if I didn't finish it. Right. But I'm extra proud of myself for doing it. To do it. And then you're extra proud because you actually got it done. But I was so happy my mom was available. (laughs) Yeah. It's it's nice when, uh, when parents can. Right. Help still help I feel like she's doing my homework for me. Like she doesn't write. I know because people are like going to listen. She doesn't write my stuff. Like she she just does like my proofreading because I'm very bad with typos. I used to have writers. I'm pretty sure they're out there that have. No, people have assistants. Yeah. I just like, I just realized sometimes too, it's like. I can't do everything and I need to start delegating no, can't do everything. The one thing I've learned for me with the speaking and setting intentions is I have set the intention that if I can't get something done, I'm no longer going to spin my wheels and try to make myself nuts. I'm going to delegate and I'm going to figure out what my budget is and what I can do. And then that's what I'm going to do. So things I'm really good at, I force myself to do. And I'm like, no, I'm good at these things. I need to do them. I need to move them forward. Mm-hmm. The things that I'm not, I'm going to delegate and I'm no longer going to hold on to this. Like I have to do everything. I have to do everything because it's just impossible. It's impossible. It doesn't work. It's like, right. and you're not benefiting yourself and you're not like actually allowing yourself to move forward and progress and I think going back to like nutrition and food it's like the same idea like if you're if you're not sure of something you hire a nutritionist like you like you find the resources you need able to delegate yes. I think that's that's important and it's you know checking in with yourself and and asking yourself like is this something that I can do on my own and if it's not 
it isn't a sign of weakness. It exactly. isn't a sign of like, um, I think where our generation is really getting things right is exactly this. Mm-hmm. You know, we're, 100%. we are talking openly about the fact that we, you know, have these limitations because we're human and, and being able to own that. And I think that's a beautiful thing. And, and I love that, yeah. you know, your intentions are around things that are helping you improve and not like very defeatist ways. You know, when people set goals to lose weight or to, you know, these things that are very like, what is that? Like, what, what does that look like? As opposed to setting a positive intention to, um, you know, to work out like once a week, like start setting a goal to do something like that's a positive thing. And so, and Amanda, you mentioned this too. It's like, it is like a mental thing. Like, are you going to say, I can't do this? Or are you going to say, I can, it's a lot of times you're on perspective and your, you know, your switch. And, you know, I, I post sometimes pictures of myself and in, in my sports bra and stuff. Not going to lie. Like I've you look amazing. your body is yeah. like better than mine. Like body goals. I, I, you know, there are times when I've hesitated and I'm like, Oh, I don't want this to turn into no, like, no, please a, do it. But like, like it's such inspiration. But you, need, you need to have moments as much as you can talk about the limitations, having that positive perspective of like, I'm not perfect, but I'm happy with myself. And I'm happy with what I've done and like the work that I put in to being the best version of myself that I can be. I think we need to be able to celebrate all of those things and have like continue to have positive, you know, conversations, like be vulnerable, vulnerable, say like, I can't do this. I can't do that. Like if it's really something that is, is making other areas of your life, maybe, you know, if it's a weakness, but you know, being able to like to celebrate when you have like kicked ass and like written an article in an hour totally. and a half and like it's yeah. really, you know, celebrate it. I love that. Yeah. It's well, you know what it is too? I last year I really struggled. And I haven't talked about this, but like with like negative self-talk where I'm like, you're such a fuck fucking do it. And like I just realized that makes me fucking anxious. Sorry, I just kicked someone. Like it makes me. me so. Oh, not the babies. You really didn't kick me in that. Hard. No, I kicked a baby. Um, no, or a dog, <laughs> or a cat. Uh, there are just so many creatures. There's so much here. going on here. There's a lot going on. No, but you're right. Like it doesn't help me. Like it just makes me. Like I even talk about it, and like I feel like my heart rate goes up, and I'm just like, you know what? It's really I can't do that. Like it doesn't achieve anything except for just making me hysterical. Like, yeah. just like the baby. Amelia is going in your excitement. Um, no, but I love that you said that because going back to again, which Janelle was saying about how the body and the mind, psychology, and everything's connected together than the day. And it's not all separate pieces. It all comes together. It's like what you were just saying. When you talk negatively and you're telling that in your mind, then you're believing that. And it's continuing to flow through all the rest of your body. And it's influencing everything that's going on. So if you continue to fill yourself with positive thoughts, that's why they say, like, tell yourself good things, feed yourself good things. It's like, it sounds cliche, but it's so true. And I'm trying to be more aware of that when I get down on myself and be like, no, get out of your head, say it out loud, write it down, release it, and move on. Don't keep harboring it and holding it because then I do notice like sometimes I will be more bloated or something like will be off with me. And I'm like, it all started from where that negative space was. Right. And we carry that, you know, in our, our bodies. It's you can, you can only do so much in one area that like it's all about keeping everything in balance. And if you think about it that way, it's like, okay, how am I trying, how am I going to live like my best, like possible like a wire that's not good connected? No, it was just a wire. I think uh, one second. 
Wire. <laughs> like foul. No, that's my fault. I should probably not have loose wires around baby. Um, it's all good. Keep going. But yeah, no, it's it's with the balance. It's like you can't eat perfectly and then, you know, have stressful or negative self-talk. You can't like if, if you aren't finding ways to make all of these things as positive as possible, it doesn't like one thing will throw everything else off. So it's like you really do have to change your perspective in, in every area. Like, absolutely. We just, we can't be perfect. You're not going to be. And right. so if you're trying to have that goal for yourself, you're just always going to like end up disappointed. I yeah. just, I'm just like so sick of like trying. And I wrote this article about it first, but like how like someone was like, you're living your best life. And I'm like, I'm in pajamas and I smell and I'm crying. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not living my best life. Like, and it's like, definitely what we put on social media Mm -hmm. is like a version of our life. It's a highlight reel. But I was like, and I'm like sick of trying to, I hate that expression. Like, I'm going to live my best life. Like, okay, look, I'm just trying to get through today. Like, I'm trying. There's nothing wrong with that. And you're just trying to exist. And that's what I had to get to. Like, you know, when I'm doing my postpartum depression, like, I had to get to a place to be like, I'm just trying to be. Like, I'm just trying to get through. Get from point A to point B. Exactly. And just figure it out and not have a heart attack in between like or panic attack you know like and it's like I think again going back to nutrition and diet and all these things it's like find the things that work for you find the things that resonate truly with you and your heart so like going back to the whole thing with we're talking about celebrities it's like that's what kills me the most is I see these people who are so vulnerable who of course love celebrities we're a little bit more in it we're in entertainment industry we don't really have the rose covered glasses and all that on so we don't really necessarily buy into it but everyone else does and they look at this and they're like oh my god like you know this is so amazing and this is you know I want to try this and this is going to help me and I'm going to get to my next goal and it's like no. well, not necessarily and like hate to burst your bubble but it's like you know it's it's really really it just to me it's very discouraging for a lot of people that they it's, you know that they that, that they that they think oh what happened so I took a sticker out of her mouth. Oh, so mom, like <laughs> I feel like you're chewing on something that you, you shouldn't be chewing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I um, feel like they should have chew toys for babies. Well, they do. They have all the teething the, the stuff. Teething they, stuff. Still, they still want she just, boxes, she stickers. Finds, I don't know what yeah. it is. She just always finds the thing is that maybe she'll hazard. be a detective when she's old. <laughs> I hope one that doesn't involve like her choking on everything. <laughs> oh my god! But no, but like in all seriousness, like I just. I, I look at this stuff and I'm like, it's no wonder why we have so many issues in our society with people with self-esteem and body and mind and all these things. It's like all this stuff is being fed to us. It's like, yes, do this and everything will be better. And it's like going back to what Chanel was saying, like, no, that's not true. Like, you need to find things that resonate with you. You need to find things that go with your lifestyle. And there is no one size fits all. And I love right. that you say that. And it's so beautifully said because... Amanda's lifestyle is different than my lifestyle. My lifestyle is different than your lifestyle. Like, we're all different. That's what makes it beautiful. And it's like, let's all stop trying to be jumping on these, like, buzzwords. I have to do paleo. I have to do this. I have to do that. If it speaks to you and it's something you want to do, 100% go for it. Like, it's the same thing when I post things for my own social media because I am a brand endorser. I take my social media influencer work very seriously. And I tell people when they message me, should I try that? And I'm like, does it speak to you? Do you like it? Are those pants cute to you? Like, do you like what I'm talking about? If so, please do and use my code and get a discount. If not, move on and continue to like whatever you like with my content. Don't feel pressured that right. you have to keep up with this society of like, keep, keep going, keep going, keep going. Well, also, I feel like 
people are now into what's authentic. Like the other day I posted, I'm going to just talk about it here. I had like a terrible experience at Pure Bar in Hollywood and they still not emailed me back. Okay. I was running a few minutes behind. I'm not great at time management. I'm the first person to admit that, but I literally had an hour in between everything I had to do and recording someone else's podcast that I was doing, which was around the corner. And I don't really like that place for that reason. They like to lock the door on people. It's it's absolutely disgusting. So I called and they're like, oh, you can be up to 10 minutes late. So I'm on Sunset Boulevard, which is like, if you don't live in LA, a major street. Um, I'm there. I'm behind every slow driver. I'm trying my best. I literally get there at 8.10 exactly. And she's like, you can't go in. I'm like, you said I could get here at 8.10. She's like, I said 8.07. I'm like, no, I heard you the first time. And this girl, her name was Dylan or Jillian. I don't care. I'm calling her out. Was such a snobby fucking bitch to me. Those classes are so expensive. I do use ClassPass. Mm-hmm. Um, but there, I actually still had to pay for it because I was out of credit. It was like very, and it's like, this is the only hour I have for self-care. It doesn't matter that I'm 10 minutes late. I've done a million bar classes. I've done a million pure bar classes. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to be my authentic self right now and just call them out on social media because I don't care anymore. Right. I don't care. Well, you, you know what? People loved it. Mm-hmm. And you know what? I'm sorry. I'm paying you for this privilege. You told me a certain time. You changed your mind that's a you problem not a me problem so I'm waiting for them to email me back or I'll call my credit card company but my point with this is that like you know I'm and I sort of talked about it last night too in stories and like I can't believe I've never had such a high response to stories people like the Legree people are like you're always welcome at Legree we would love to have you at Legree which is I actually really do like Legree I stopped doing it when I I love Legree method I know I'm gonna get back into it it's really hard. It's it's intense. So but hard. You know what? It's, it's hard for me. I feel like wow, the biggest I loser like when I do it. Like I'm gonna throw up. But you but you know what's nice about it, and I I'm sorry to no 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 no. Like it's, it's effective nice because it doesn't matter where you're at when you do it. You can modify any move. It's all based on like where you're at that day, and every time you do it, it's a challenge because there's no like end point. You're just constantly like. Built, you know, getting stronger and stuff. And, like, I physically feel myself, like, with her. Because, I mean, my daughter is, like, over 20 pounds now. And I'm, like, I need to be strong to, like, carry her down. Because I'm naturally just not someone who's going to be muscular like that unless I'm really working at it. So, like, I, I bust that, my ass in those classes. No, that's like, such good motivation. I'm with you. It's, like, the stroller, the carrier, the baby, the diaper bag. Like, I feel like, seriously, now I understand what mom arms are. Like, I'm, like, wow, yeah. I'm the strongest I've ever been in my life because I have no choice because you're so heavy and so is everything else. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, Legree was really what I was doing before my wedding when I, I was, like, on mission Michelle Obama arms. I wow. literally told every, like, instructor or trainer that I was working with, I'm, like, I want Michelle Obama's arms. <laughs> I've never had muscles like this in my arms because I was a dancer and ice skater right. and you just yeah. upper body strength is not something sure. you I have no have. upper body strength and I'm learning now that I have Amelia I and you did. know what like they were the as close as I could get to that and I was so happy but more than anything I was like I had moved up in like the weight resistance things and yeah. I was like oh I'm so jealous <laughs> I was like that was the testament that I needed to know that like 
that I had been. You're killing it. Yeah. But sorry, I went on this whole tangent. No, I know. Like, hug them all day long because they need everyone to do that right. process. It is so good. That's so cool. I'm going to have to check it out. There's, now. like, real a lot of places. It's strong. It's not based on, like, being, like, they really encourage women to, like, be like heavy. Yeah. It's just hard because when I broke my back, I'm like, there's no way I can do this, but I should no, I want to get back into it. And I love that it's half an hour because I don't have that much time. First of all, I'll admit it. I'm going to say this now. I, before my wedding, I was working out six days a week. Then I cut it back down to five because six was a lot. Now it's like, I'm lucky if I get four. Sometimes I do five and I feel so disgusted with myself. And I know, I know that sounds like everyone is laughing at me like right now. Like that's, it's not a lot for me though. And I need to work out more. And also not all of my workouts are long. Sometimes I'll just do half an hour of Peloton because it's literally the only time I have. Yeah. And my life will not be this busy forever. I try to commit to like two to three days a week. And if I get to that, I'm like proud of myself and happy. And I set that intent. And if I don't, I just give myself the grace. Like, okay, next week I'll try harder. You know what though? You have to do what makes sense for you. And what makes sense for like, that's the thing. Everything should be individuals. It's like that whole thing with the vegan, like that might be really. And I think that vegan is really healthy for certain people. And some people, but not, not everyone, you, are, you know, in the dietitian world, like not obviously going heavily into it, but just the basics. Like, can you speak to the fact that vegan really isn't necessarily healthy for everyone? Um, I mean, I will, in my yes. opinion, based yes. on science, yeah. we're not intended to be vegan. Uh-huh. We're, we are meat. We are meant to eat meat. Uh-huh. That's why we have canine teeth. Sure. Throughout history, we <laughs> meat. I will say that I, I understand, like, the ethical reasons that right. people don't. And yeah. I think people eat way too much meat. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, it, the nutrient deficiencies that people are susceptible to, if you're going to go into a diet like that, you really need to do your research and figure out what vitamins you're not getting. Mm-hmm. And I really highly recommend people working with a doctor. It can be a naturopath, whatever doctor you're right. working with. Whatever your vibe is, yeah. It, it can be Western medicine. I don't care. Just speak to a medical professional and figure out what you should be taking to make sure that you're not deficient. Because I just see too much of this like extreme, I'm just going to do this without preparing properly and making sure that you're taken care of. There's so many people with vitamin B deficiencies now because they're not, you know, they're afraid to eat red meat or this or that. It's like they're, and there are ways to eat meat ethically. Like I'm a big supporter of finding small farms. Like, go to local farmers you spend more money but guess what you get less you know what meat. and it's yeah. much higher like we mostly get things now from marconda through milk and eggs mm-hmm. shout out milk and yeah, eggs totally. they, we're, we're both we're, we're both brand project. ambassadors yeah. for milk and eggs but we like you you get the chicken you probably get the marconda chicken it's yeah. a much higher quality than Way anything you quality. get at yeah. another store Absolutely. and i almost find it more filling like there's it's more it satisfies me more than like well i mean like the only other place where i buy chicken you Usually is like Trader Joe's or Whole Foods. Right. I, I don't really like to buy chicken at big supermarkets. It's probably the same stuff they have at Trader Joe's, but I'd like to think that the stuff at Trader Joe's is better. The important thing is, you know, if that's not an option for you, making sure that you're getting like free range, pasture-raised, you know, you want you want happy chickens that are running around in a field. It's it's really just more about, you know, the animal being fed their their proper diet being sure. treated humanely like I'm 100% on board for that you don't need to be vegan to do that no right. I don't want to offend all the vegans out there right. I'm speaking purely from 
Yeah. My clinical perspective. That's why I said I want to hear from your perspective. And it's a personal choice. Just make sure that you're working with, you know, whatever diet you're doing for cutting out grains or you're cutting out, you know, because everyone's doing paleo and keto, but then they're eating like a pound of bacon. It's like, I feel like that's good for anyone. Yeah, that's my point is, again, like, it's just like, stop trying to follow all these, like, buzzwords and, like, trends and actually figure out, like, what resonates with you, what's good for you, what works for your body, and do that. Can I can I be brutally yeah, honest for sure. a second? Because I think people need to hear this. There's nothing in the world that's going to help you learn balance and moderation. And the only thing that works... Such a good point. Yeah. finding a balanced and healthy weight is finding moderation. It's learning how to not treat food, any food as off limits or bad or good or having this view that's so black and white. It's learning how to help have a truly healthy relationship where food doesn't own you. It doesn't control you. It is just something you do and you eat because you need to. That doesn't mean you can't enjoy it. It doesn't mean that it's not something you can love. I mean, I love to eat. Food is one of my favorite things, mm-hmm. but it doesn't control my life in that if I want to have a burger, I'm not thinking about how it's going to like... right. You don't want to consume you. But then at dinner, I'm like, okay, I didn't have any greens today. Like, I need some greens in my yeah, life. Sure. That's that's the, the, balance. the place. It's a good way and to look at it. That no one's going to tell you that because everyone has, you know, anyone selling you a diet or a 30-day anything, they want your repeat business. They're going to say whatever they want to to but get like you. like that 30-day fix thing right. that, like, it's people do. I don't feel like that fixes that. you. Your, body, your liver is involved in over 500 metabolic functions. This wow. is where I'm getting scientific. <laughs> no, I love involved this, though. Involved in over 500 metabolic functions, like, happening all the time. Our, our liver is its own detox system, so you don't need to do crazy things you know to to get your body working optimally just eat real food and yeah and learn balance because if you don't learn how to eat a proper portion based on your appetite and your personal needs it doesn't matter what you do and no one wants to hear that but it's the truth you just can't go out and eat like a 500 pound salad like that's not healthy either right it's like so it's, you know. I feel like it's so easy though. And again, I feel like this might be where we live. Cause I feel like it's so funny. Like I was with my mom like two years ago and we went to the supermarket in Pennsylvania where they have like a summer house. And I was like walking through the supermarket and all I could think was like, there's literally nothing here I would eat because everything just seemed so processed. Right. Um, and I, but I feel like, and again, I don't know, but actually then some of it wasn't bad. They had kombucha, which really shocked me. Oh, wow. This is like the Weiss supermarket in the middle of nowhere <laughs> in Pennsylvania. But like, it's not that hard to eat foods that aren't like processed. And I feel like some people like, okay, so like I definitely grew up on like fake food. Like my parents ate fake food. We had fake butter, stuff like that. Oh, all of it. The, I, I can't believe it's not butter. I can't believe they still sell this shit. Because we're products like, we're 80s kids. Like yeah, we, totally. We were raised being told that fat is bad. And so yes. we had like those Alestra whatever chips that had the fake I love those. Oil. Okay, I love those. I and I wish they would chew, bring them back. But like I remember in high school being like, I could eat a full bag of these yes. like, Olean whatever yep. like ruffles. And I I them. It still is like, it's probably like 200 grams of carbohydrates, whatever. <laughs> I know. Like, like that was any better, but. Right. But no, my mom, I was at my parents' place and my mom had this like Land Lakes fake butter and it had like separated in the fridge. And I'm like, mom, like, how are you eating this? Like, and she's like, you just have to mix it. I'm like, mom, 
food isn't supposed to do this. Like the only <laughs> thing that should separate is like balsamic vinegar and extra virgin olive oil. If you put them in the same container, like you're putting this poison into your body. And like, I eat regular butter at home. I don't eat like a ton of it. I mean, we cook with butter because like real butter, eat all of it. Grass fed if you can, but like, yeah, it's like car- grass fed from milk and eggs. Kerrygold. <laughs> like Kerrygold, like, I know. Yeah, I just had like some sourdough last night with it with a little like bruschetta topping. Oh my God, that sounds With a side of like so turkey good. Kind of like best dinner ever. By the way, meatballs are literally the easiest thing to make because I make them in sauce. Like, it takes five minutes. You just throw them in the oven or you put it on the – I like just throwing them in the oven so I don't have to think about it. No, I do it in the stove and I cook them in sauce for, like, 25 minutes. Yeah. And I like to actually make my own sauce, uh, which I don't do all the time anymore. But I used to just make, like – gallons of it at it's once. It's a lost art, like making homemade sauces. It's but not like, that hard. But you, you bring up a really good point that, yeah, I think there, there are parts of the country where it is harder, maybe. And we're, Absolutely. We we're, definitely we're, we're live we're in a place of privilege yes. and, like, access. And, yeah, we're like, benefiting from the fact that... don't even around. have, like, non-organic... Like, yeah. some places, like... But the, they still have produce sections, and they yeah. can still shop the adder, and that's, and that's one of the... Uh, I guess principles, if you will, of like my method to eating is, you know, keeping it simple by, you know, shopping the outer perimeter of your grocery store. That's a really foolproof way to know that you're eating like food that comes from the ground, comes directly from an animal, like whether or not you get organic or grass fed, like to the best of your ability trying to do those things. Mm -hmm. But if it's not an option, just know that if you're shopping the outside where things are like fresh and they have an expiration date. Oh yeah, it's probably a lot better for you than a lot of other things. So it's, I think that's a helpful. Like if you have people who are in areas that maybe don't have that, it's helpful just to know. Like if you don't have access to organic, like don't freak out about it. If you can get it, great. If right. not, it's definitely not the end of the world. Is, right. is just a, a vegetable. Right. It still comes from the ground. Yeah. It just rinse just, well. I mean, they have those like vegetable wash wash things. I think Trader Joe's has it, but like, and I've seen them at like regular supermarkets. Yeah, because sometimes I mean, I I hate pavilions because it's ugh, right. It's like it. the one by me is really gross. Yeah, the one by me isn't so the, the one by me. It's like ghetto. It's like the ghettoest supermarket. <laughs> um, but you know what though? It's sometimes I just need to pick. It's like a lifestyle thing. I can't always go yeah. to Trader Joe's and Whole exactly. Foods. I do not have that kind of time. Right. Yeah. So I I'll get. You know what? I'll get organic there it's fine it's totally fine do I wish I had to wait 40 minutes in line with one person in front of me which at that point I could have gone to the Trader Joe's with the amount of time it takes to get out of there (laughs) yes that's true but you know it's every now and then you get lucky and you get out in 27 to 40 minutes for one kombucha so (laughs) that's that's what it is but I I think you know like bringing this full circle to now I'm like yeah you've been so recorded and had so much information I get very passionate yeah I love it I just hear so much stuff out there that drives me crazy I'm sure of course because you're so passionate about it and something you study and you understand it so for our listeners, like, what are some things that you would say, like, are some tips or hacks that people can do to try to, you know, maintain more of a balance, things that they should really, like, look to and focus on? Of course, we're going to have you plug yourself so to go follow you and check out everything and understand what they should do. But, like, give our listeners kind of, you know, some tips and hacks and things to wrap this up. Of course. Um, so I created a method to do exactly that. And, um, you know, I know a method makes it sound so clinical, but that's or what like I do. So. <laughs> um, so it's I've developed the Kenner Method. 
And it is um, an acronym for keeping it simple. Like I said, chopping the outer perimeter of your grocery store, just eating real food that comes from the ground, trees, right from an animal, um, limiting processed foods and added sugars. Added sugars are a huge one because they exist. They're in so many foods that we I eat. look at sugar now because of you and it makes me, I, I probably eat way too much sugar, <laughs> but that's okay. I think it's, but you know, being aware, I think is a big step. Oh, like it doesn't sure. mean you're always going to do it, but just knowing what you're doing, I think is a really positive thing. So you're connected and, you know, looking at labels, looking at added sugar, which is included in a lot of labels now. Um, so yeah, it, trying to keep that, you know, to a minimum. Um, and so keeping it simple, eating to satiety is a huge one. You need to eat to your personal needs. And this is where diets really miss the mark. If you're trying to reach a certain calorie goal or something, that's not leaving any room for you, like filling your stomach in order to shut off our hunger hormones, ghrelin and leptin. Um, those are involved with, um, hunger and fullness. We need to stretch our stomachs. We need to actually physically get full. So eating to satiety, um, I like, uh, what's the next one? Nice Mm self-talk. So speaking positively about yourself, um, working really, really hard on having, you know, positive, um, that's body image. That's just... You know, rather than calling yourself an idiot for messing something up, saying like, okay, am I like overworked right now? What can I do? Think about other like ways to approach a problem than like, oh, there's something wrong with me. Definitely. Um, That's a really good point. And then never skipping meals. I know. I'm really so bad about that. Big proponent of eating three times a day. We really need to um, in order to keep our blood sugar balanced. That can look very different. So I'm a fan of. I'm not going to go into intermittent fasting today, but I do intermittent fasting. You know, most days of the week where you know I have like a bulletproof coffee in the morning before work. I love bulletproof. Then I'll do a smoothie at like ten or eleven. Lunch at like three and then dinner is usually around seven. So you still eat three times a day, but it's, it's making your body hormonally and metabolically balanced because before you can do anything, like if you are trying to like get healthier, like tone up, whatever, you need to get your hormones and metabolism in order before anything can happen. So, um, never skipping meals. Um, exercise. It's a big one. You need to move your body most days of the week. It doesn't need to be, you know, we have this idea of exercise needs to be like crazy. Walk in your neighborhood if you can, like 20 minutes, 30 minutes. Um, There's a lot of research now going into studying um, sedentary time. So people who spend a lot of time at your desk, like even if you're hitting that like hardcore exercise in the morning, that might not actually be effective for your overall health if you aren't getting up and moving around. So people are getting standing desks now. So it's looking for ways that you can incorporate movement or if it's up desks. every hour. Cause I think they're finding also that like we have limited window of like actual productive time, Absolutely. like before our mind kind of wanders. So like if you get up every hour to just like, I don't know, like do 20 jumping jacks at your desk, like maybe people think they're you're silly or maybe they'll like take a hint and start to like do it themselves. You can start a movement. Yeah. 
Um, and I so, love you said that because not to cut you off, but I wanted to say when you were here the other day and we had our baby play date and you were saying to me, like, just do little things like you could squat when you're holding her or whatever. The other day, she was, Amelia was being fussy. I had my baby carrier on and I was like, you know what? I haven't actually say other than the fact that I've been chasing her all over the house. Which like, counts. That <laughs> totally does count. But I was like, let me do squats. And I did like 15 squats with her on me and she was laughing and thought it was funny. And I was proud of myself because I was like, all right, I did something else for myself today that I needed to do and move and get my body going without feeling like so stressed that by the end of the night when I'm tired and I just want to lay on the couch and don't want to think about even having right. exercise, I was proud that I had done something. It was a really good point. That's that's awesome. And Amanda and I are doing a prank. Play I saw that. I'm, I'm starting it tomorrow. I'm starting it tomorrow. I keep forgetting. You, know, it, you just do what you can, but it's it's a nice way for people to think about, like, when you wake up in the morning, you have you have a minute. Like, yeah. while you're brushing your teeth, do a plank. You know, it's just How do you be do, intentional I guess about, you could do that if you're really good at, like, a one-handed plank. Which, which, you know, it, must be. I know. <laughs> you, I, I'm not, trust me, I'm not brushing my teeth to my plank. Like, I'll just do it. Yeah. You know. No, everyone has like a minute or you go out or you do. I just feel like just everyone thinks you have to be habit. extreme. Yes. Yeah. They take everything to the extreme. You don't. And you know what? And then because it's that punishment reward thing I see so often like the, oh, I can do all of this stuff on the weekend, but I'm just going to like go sweat it out on Monday. Like right. that thinking is never going to get you to a place of really being like holistically balanced and healthy. Yeah. Um, you know, it is possible for us to live on the lower end of our step weight range, which is like a 15 pound range based on her, our history. Oh, okay. But you need to be consistent. And if you can't be consistent with it, like don't right. even attempt it. Right. Do little things every day. The last thing that. is, the last thing is rest. <laughs> we don't like give ourselves What's enough that? time to. I know as we're chasing, I know, all chasing the, time. the babes. Amelia, uh, Amanda's up at like five a.m. for work. It's it, rest is hard. It, it is a hard one, but it doesn't have to just be. You know, it's mental rest. Taking you know, yes, maybe that time you take a bath. You know, rest yeah. and break at work. I did the other. Give yourself ten minutes and just mindfully take, shut off for yeah. ten minutes. Right. You just need to give yeah. yourself those mental like moments of I'm not going to do moments, like anything right now. Right. And I'm just going to shut and off. And that makes such a difference. Yeah. It's not always a reality for us to take a, right. a power nap in the afternoon no, or whatever. I wish it was. Or even meditate for like a yeah. few minutes. Yeah. Whatever like, it is Check in you. with yourself and right. physically rest too. Like if you're tired, you don't need to work out. Like I see so much of this. Like I just need to like do. Why do you need to do this? Right. Is it because you're. Is it that negative self-talk of like I, you know, ate a pizza last night and need to work out? Well, if you're tired, don't work out. That pizza's not going to do anything to you in the grand scheme of things. I I agree. I also have another little tip, which is something I did today. I really want to go to yoga when I leave here. Like I really, I have not worked out in two days. I feel mm-hmm. gross. Like I feel stressed. But don't use those words. Like she said, cause. No, I know. But I'm just like, so I'm wearing what I would wear to yoga. Right. Because like, so, you're already so I'm already mode. like in that yeah. mode mm-hmm. of like, and I haven't signed up yet because I don't know what time I'm going to get out of sure, here. Of course. But I'm like, but you're like I know that. I know the playlist usually has a class around six o'clock. And so I'm going to try to go there. I have my yoga mat in the car and that's what I'm going to do. Like I'm in my yoga clothing. So I like, it's like a really good way of setting that intention to do it. Absolutely. So like if you are going to work out, if it's like, look, if you can wear your active wear to work, which a lot of people, when I was in New York, everyone was in their active wear at the office. Mm -hmm. But like wear it, wear it to work. I mean, there's such nice somewhere that you're going to like 
it, yes. you're not going to forget it. And buy so cute, yeah. and like buy cute activewear you really like. I would say like that's, that's a, a good, really yeah, that's good, good tip. I mean, that's a good point. There's like, so I much cute stuff more now. Excited about it. I agree with that. Like I've gotten some cute stuff from Fabletics, and I I'm like excited about putting it on and like wearing it, and, like looking cute in it, and like okay, this looks good. Activewear is so cute. It's acceptable everywhere. Yeah. No one dresses up. Like I'm an act. Like I wear leggings. Yeah, like I would say right five now. days a week. Oh, I feel like I I take off my dirty leggings to put on fresh leggings now. Mom, like, oh yeah. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not even a mom, and I do so that. I, You're like, ready for I, it. <laughs> Honestly, I counted. I own 25 pairs of leggings. Like, it's it's just... <laughs> <laughs> I need to count my leggings now. No, I, I was Oh, like, uh, no. I, I, I have no I, idea how many I own. But, like, to me, that's a good scene. I have more leggings than I have any other kind of clothes. Uh, I think oh, I have more sure. leggings than underwear. Um, oh, definitely. And... And I, I do today. I'm actually wearing clothes. Like you guys, you look so treat. pretty. Actually, I, I told her that she looks super pretty. You look so pretty. I like, <laughs> but I don't feel like that much of a scrub because I'm really wearing like a workout. I have like on like I'm a specific a jacket and, and uh, leggings on, and I'm in slippers. No shame. But <laughs> I, I'm wearing flip flops. How many times do you guys wear the same ones though? Like I have all those, but I always wear the same like five pairs of like oh because they're the ones that are like the high waisted and like super comfortable. I just, love like, the high. Everything, these like, are high. Waisted. I only wear high waisted. They're so comfortable. I, I don't. What did we do before them? We were like the I'm, juicy couture, I'm with you, like, like a high waisted. Yeah. Remember those? Yeah. Like, when like, Paris Hilton wore them, I was oh, like, I, I just had, had to wear so more many, everything. Yeah, same. I lived in all of those. I have one old pair that I do not leave the house in, except to maybe walk the dog. <laughs> but like, I recently like donated all mine, but I had so many, and I was like, I need to go through this like Marie Kondo style and get rid of all this, and be like, this does not bring me joy anymore. Goodbye. You know <laughs> what I love though? The terry cloth. I yes. have a white, and they really, don't have them anymore. Like, you can't. I have no. a. I have a skirt a yeah. white terry cloth which I'll occasionally wear with like a bathing suit in yeah. my building like not it. like to go anywhere <laughs> but wait I want to cut us off because we're going I know on, oh my we're on going on day. we're going on so let's bring it back so you gave us all your great tips so obviously people are tell us about your you podcast tell us, yeah talk for a minute about your podcast and that project you're doing because we're going to be on there swapping yeah by the way yeah you guys listen and plug yourself and tell everyone where they can find you of exactly course, so you can go get all your good tips and check everything out so you can find me on um, Instagram. Well, I'm not on Facebook a lot. So mostly Instagram yeah. at FitFabWell by Chanel. It's also my website. And my podcast is Learned, Heard, and Stirred. Best title ever. So Thank give you. us a quick, like, two seconds. Like, when we listen to your podcast, obviously you're talking nutrition and everything. But, like, what what's something people are going to take away when they go subscribe? Um, it's not, uh, it's not diet based. I don't give any diet information. So if you're looking for, you know, quick schemes to like lose 10 pounds, it's not what I'm about. Everything's evidence based and I keep it really science focused and I try to keep them short and sweet. So I love it. And we're obviously put everything while gets in the show notes for you guys to go check her out and see everything. And we really encourage you to not only is Chanel a friend of both of ours, but she really does know her shit. She is totally oh, a little you. scientist she loves she knows people she's she's so great and, and she's, she's sensible very, yeah sensible and i have to say like very open to all different people's views and ideas and really works with different people and i appreciate that about her as a person thank you amazing Love so as <laughs> we always say be fabulous and be well be well <laughs> bye, bye. Taught them both how to chain Fonda. One, two, three, four. Get your booty on the dance floor. Work it out. Shake it, little mama. Let
Let me see you do the James Bond of five.